0: Thank you for coming in today's Daily Reflection reading. I'm Fernando, alcoholic. October 27, global cheering. The only thing that matters is that he is an alcoholic who has found a key to sobriety. Again, the only thing that matters is that he is an alcoholic who has found a key to sobriety. These legacies of suffering and of recovery are easily passed among alcoholics, one to the other. This is the gift from God, and it's bestowed upon others like us in the one aim that today animates AAs all around the globe. Twelve Steps and Third Tradition, page 15, 151. Excuse me. These legacies of suffering and of recovery are easily passed among alcoholics, one to the other. This is our gift from God, and it is bestowable upon others like us. is is the one aim that today animates AA's all around the globe. The strength of Alcoholics Anonymous lies in the desire of each member and of each group around the world to share with other alcoholics their suffering and the steps taken to gain and maintain recovery. By keeping a conscious contact with my higher power, I make sure that I always nurture my desire to help other alcoholics, thus ensuring the continuum of the wonderfully fraternally of Alcoholics Anonymous. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's pray. God, help us in our sobriety today and every day. Help us to enjoy sobriety so that we can be happy, joyous, and free. And help us to pass it on to others, to be prepared to pass it on, that people will see the joy and understand the despair and the loss and the ugliness from where we came from And what steps hook us, what is our experience that hooked us into this program to believe? Amen. We pray, we ask this in our higher power's name. Amen. Have a great day, family. Reading for today. Let us open it with a serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. A <clears throat> eight, eight, thought for the day. Today's 24-hour little book, October 27th. Seventh, I can help other alcoholics. I am of some use in the world. I have a purpose in life. I am worth something at last. My life has a direction and a meaning. All that feeling of futility is gone. I can do something worldwide. God has given me a new lease on life so that I can help other alcoholics. He has let me live through all all the hazards of my alcoholic life. To bring me at last to a place of real usefulness in the world. He has let me live for this. This is my opportunity and my destiny. I am worth something. Will I give much of my life as I can to AA? Meditation for the day. All of us have our own battle to win. The battle between material view of life and the spiritual view. Sometimes Something must guide our lives. Will it be wealth, pride, selfishness, greed? Or will it be faith, honesty, purity, unselfishness, love, and service? Each one has a choice. Each one. We can choose good or evil. We cannot choose both. Are we going to keep striving until we win the battle? If we win the victory, we can believe that even God in His heaven will rejoice prayer for the day i pray that i may choose the good and resist the evil i pray that i would not be a loser in the battle for righteousness amen a couple of things come up fernando alcoholic for me first of all is the first the top reading where it says uh, my prayer is usefulness to god and to others usefulness in the world when i make I can help other alcoholics. I am some use in the world. So my prayer today was, uh, Lord, help me to be, uh, help me to be joyful in my sobriety, that someday I may help another person. Amen. A very simple prayer, and the word sobriety has a lot of benefits in it, folks. It's not only uh, from uh, altering mind chemicals. It's laughter, joy, resources, adventure, new things, opportunity. Sobriety means uh, imagination. What can you imagine all the way live? Come on, man. Unleashed, uninhibited, you know, totally free. There was a guy that built the Crystal Cathedral in uh, Garden Grove, California, and he used to say, he wrote a lot of books, and he used to say, what will you do if everything was possible, if all things were possible? What will your life look like? And he wrote another book called Peak to Peak. Once you achieve something, hurry up and, and make another picture of what the future is because you're gonna go down in the valley. And when down in the valley, the next reading about, it says all of us make our own battle to win, the battle between, so we're down in the valley with this next reading meditation for the day and we accept our battle and our imagination picture where we're headed to and that keeps us striving like for instance you're saving for a vacation and you're in the battle for 12 months saving for that vacation um, the victory we believe that god rejoices when we have victory when we made a commitment to follow god we have to accept that commitment, and we're going to den- deny ourselves of a lot of crazy stuff. We're going to allow the the God, the Holy Spirit, to guide us, and we we just given ourselves to be of service. And there's no fretting, no self pity, no anger about that, you know. And you know it's true. Try and go with others into other places, and there's no there's no joy in it. The only joy that we have is the decision we made and is being ready to help others and to be of service. Ha! And that's the true, that's true rewards. Amen. So, let it be, let it be. That's our choices. That's why uh, AA is so hard for the people. It's not to stop drinking and all this and that. It's putting yourself as bacon on the pan and being no service for others and just dedicating god that you'll always be in a constant growth oh god how can i best serve thee not my will thy will be done amen once we accept the decision once we accept the trials and the tribulations in with that decision once we accept that we're going to go through self-pitying through anger and then, and then, okay, God, I'll do it the rest of my life. Then the rewards come. And it becomes easier to accept uh, our difficulties. It becomes easier to accept our failties, our self-centeredness, you know, and that we're working on it. We're thanking God for them. Amen. Anyway, have a great day. Give them heaven. Let's pray out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Keep coming back. It's working. Hi, Patrick.
1: Hi again. This is
0: welcome. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. I'm an alcoholic and we have go ahead identify yourself, Patrick.
1: My name is Patrick and I'm an alcoholic in recovery.
0: Would you please go ahead and read us something from the AA Big Book to get us started, and with a prayer of your choice, please, at, at the end.
1: Okay. Well, you mentioned uh, page twenty-five. There is a solution. Is that where you would like me to start?
0: You bet. That'd be perfect.
1: Uh, all of the three paragraphs, or jump yes, back sir. over to page sixty-two as well.
0: Uh, keep or... going till you uh, you get a conclusion.
1: Okay. I'll start with these three paragraphs, and here we go. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of shortcomings which the process requires for its successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we had been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, There is nothing left for us, but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence of which we had not even dreamed. The great fact is just this and nothing less. That we have had deep and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for which we could never do by ourselves. If you're as seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there is no middle-of-the-road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible, and if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousness of our intolerable situation as best we could, and the other to expect spiritual. We're going to jump over to page 62. This we did because we honestly wanted to and were willing to make the effort. Selfishness, self-centeredness. That we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. I'll stop there. Uh, it's the last part kind of, uh, where it says, uh, sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some point in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. Well, I don't know what they're talking about in the past. I do know what they're talking about in the past, but currently I was speaking with somebody on the subject of empathy and as we, as the conversation went on and, and on and got a little deeper, I started some of the things I've been doing lately is being distracted uh, by other people's problems and allowing myself to be distracted and ignoring my own. Um, And I pretty much had to put my foot down. I do empathize, but I have to, you know, put the brakes on it because I started equating that to the old uh, saying the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yes, I, I mean good for these people. I wish them well, but at my, the expense of my time, my patience, and when my patience starts wearing thin, I get a little anxious and then it, it just gets things rolling. And so I had to catch myself instead of imploding and internalizing all this stuff, I had, I had to go for a long walk and look at the bigger picture and say, okay... People helped me when I was down and I had a ton of questions and I was scared to death. Maybe, maybe that's what these people need. And I, I thought, okay, yeah, God was good to me. He did put the right people in my life at the right time and the right place. And with I just happened to have the right attitude at that particular split second in time. So I thought, okay, you know, there is, this major thing in AA called being of service. And if that's my little teeny tiny way of being of service to help somebody by lending an ear or a shoulder to cry on, or even a suggestion or offer up my past experience, how I handled a similar problem, then that's cool with me. However, uh, (laughs) I I started, I was to the point where I was going to put a note on my door. The doctor is out. And when he's in, he charges 25 bucks an hour there you know like lucy from the peanuts uh comics psychiatric (laughs) help five cents an hour yeah i was gonna do that i said look man my time without blowing up and being sarcastic or smart assy or anything like that snarky i just i i have to um kind of make myself scarce and uh say look i'll get right back to you when i have time uh because i i'm pretty much like about a week behind on my personal things that i've got to do i was so I put my foot down and I'm taking care of my stuff it's and it's not a selfish thing either it's for my sanity which if I lose that I lose my sobriety those are my
0: thoughts wow wow that's very good uh you brought a very good uh point that a lot of us have in, in churches and community services and activities I'm Fernando an alcoholic I have um uh, I have gotten discouraged uh, over being uh overwhelmed and e- even though the 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 people that were, my supervisors told me that I needed to break, you're doing too much. I was prideful and I did the much and I did crash and burn. for In a church, I was ushering a church and I was ushering and, and doing other, you know, other items like, you know, selling books or tapes and something. And I was not, I was neglecting my uh, house duties, myself, my having fun, you know, without recreation, without running out there and doing some tennis or some volleyball, swimming or fun stuff on a weekly basis, we alcoholics tend to uh, stay in the book so much that we become uh, snappy. You know, a lot of people wonder why we have such thin skins. What happened to our rhinoceros skin? It's probably because of that very good point of yours that uh, we are over excessively... Uh, serving others and not serving our own selves that's the el uh, flag it says you know serve yourself first all your needs you know put the mask of yourself and then you'll be able to be an example of others and how to put their mask on you know don't try to put their mask no oxygen yourself and that's what we do you know we mm-hmm. think god is going to reward us for are uh, and they told us already what the rules are, and we're ignoring the instructions. You know, we're giving more money than we need to the uh, all these conditions and neglecting our business and our loved ones around us. To be kind to them, to buy them flowers or do chocolates or or to spend time with the loved ones. You know, we're just. Uh, I love. I love the program because it's, you know, if a person loves us, they're going to tell us we got shit in your nose. I said, I said, Hey man, you got ketchup all over yourself and you're not going to go in public like this, you know, but an enemy will smile at us and let us go. You know, they'll continually, uh, you know, and sometimes that enemy is inside our head, the critical self that, we're not allowed to be good to ourselves because we, we're we playing God again. We're punishing ourselves for things that we've been forgiven for already. I have a mighty God that has forgiven all my uh, sins. And uh, it took me many years to learn that one, to to, to accept his forgiveness and everything is about acceptance. You know, I have to accept that God wants to love me and be my best friend. Now was a hard one to accept that. Okay. Uh-huh. God, I can't see you or anything, but I can sense that you want to love me. So I, 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 am too dirty for you to come inside me. You cannot, you know, I'll have to. Uh... So it took me a lot of years to let go and, and reading, reading was, I fell in love with reading. I read a lot today too. And enables me to open up that stubborn heart and let the words of God, which says, check out my loving kindness is consistent. Check out my mercy. It's always uh, coming at you. You know, I, I, I can't stop loving you, God. You know, that's what my higher power tells me. I said, okay, God, you can love me. Go ahead and send me to Hawaii. All expenses paid. I'm here. You know, okay, you can love me. Feed me some crazy Uh, experiences that I can enjoy and I got some recreation this week when's the last time I uh, swam in the water and snorkel and all that been been a couple of years since I had fun in the water what do you call it frolicking you gotta watch out how you say that word but I was out there frolicking frolicking Frolicking. frolicking that sounds
1: like a word from a children's fairy tale as he was frolicking down the bridal path or frolicking in the water with the water nymphs, you know did what say, I mean?
0: Yeah. Did you say bridal path? What's that? Bridal path? Path?
1: Oh, uh, something
0: like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, that sounds about, that sounds
1: about right. Like what Irish people do when they get drunk and they're on their way home, they don't walk, they frolic or they stumble <laughs> or they do something. <laughs> Drunken Irish dance.
0: There I should have
1: really did it and I just don't remember.
0: <laughs> you don't remember you're having fun, huh? We don't remember.
1: Yeah, that that's why I say, you know, I, I I don't think I ever had fun while I was drinking, but maybe I did and I just blacked out every time. Who knows? I don't know, but I don't want to know either.
0: Right, right. You know, our, but... our you know, the way we've been given help i know in the reading that you did right now i saw the steps you know that we had to admit that these guys were sober and the you know it it was they had the solution and i had to admit that and they weren't talking about uh uh they were talking about themselves they weren't talking to me in my first few years of aa they were talking about uh, the solution and how they came out of the miry clay, and I believed them. Yeah, Well uh, you, know? um, mm-hmm.
1: you you got to think that those, the founders of AA, uh, God's fingerprints are all over that. I mean, oh, think of the hundreds of thousands of people throughout history, centuries, millennia before them that died from died young from alcoholism, and they had no way out i mean they probably do like we do you know dry out for a little while and until the heat you know is off right,
0: and then we go right, right.
1: to it uh, we had no real practical solution exactly and they just happened they were a, a, a great example of being in the right place at the right time right people and right attitude just it was that time and his and actually it actually is historic when you look back on it Wilson is considered one of the most influential people of the 20th century, and what he and uh, Dr. Bob did.
0: Amen, and amen. And I, I really believe it. It, it falls on the uh, on the their wives, and their prayers. Yes. You know, they they were they had tenacity, and they would not give up and and, and let God alone. It says, Father, you got to come out a solution for this guy. You know, he's got a good heart, but he the, the alcohol's got a grip with him. They have. Yeah, and, good hearts, they're good people, but alcohol has a grip on us. So they, they, the society condemned us. And um, beautiful, beautiful, re- very well said. You know, one thing about, uh, there were in the centuries past, there was other ways of program that they did. What they lock them up, or they,
1: oh yeah, insane asylums, the sanitarium,
0: or the guy will say, i oh, the plug in the jug, and but he would yeah. be hard to live with and and miserable for everyone around them because he didn't have what magic formula what did he not have
1: yeah one of our mutual friends texted me recently and said yeah he's got 11 years but he feels miserable um hasn't been to meetings for a while and i told him you know what to do you know exactly who to call pick up the phone and just call him and say hey and you know where the meeting is. It's right around the corner. But,
0: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's the solution. You know what the solution is? Is another up? alcoholic and both of us growing together with this literature. That's the solution. Getting high with this literature. Getting high with the, acknowledging our higher power in the midst of it. And he gives us the solution. The sol- I went looking for the solution in the bar. You know?
1: It oh, was good for yeah. the first
0: five, ten minutes. But then I lost yeah, teeth, somehow. I got scars, I ended up getting a girl pregnant, I had all kinds of craziness, DUI. I mean, when I went to AA, well, I said, this is a safe place, and I ain't leaving. I'm still smart enough to hang on to this, and I see that these guys are in a safe haven. And whatever it is, I know they'll teach me, and I'll hang on like a bulldog. I wouldn't let
1: uh, go. You, you mentioned something funny about trying to find a solution in a bar or a bottle. With, well, here's the think of those broken teeth, uh, DYS, and all the other damage we do. Not as the solution, but as stepping stones closer to the ultimate solution. Because the more of those things we rack up, uh, the closer AA and the solution become to Amen. to people. That, you know, so uh, looking back, of course, we can laugh at it and think, "Yes, it, I thank God that you know what I was." You know sleeping on the street, on a park bench, using a shopping cart as a walker and my RV. And, um, you know, shopping, huge bottles of Captain Morgan and cases of Jose Cuervo. I mean, not, uh, no, uh, Corona beer, sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't get along with Jose Cuervo very well. (laughs) So yeah, those little things, they they all kind of uh, accumulate and add up and in many of our cases, it's for a reason to that we ultimately end up here
0: you know right right you know and and it was only by a prayer that we did that i prayed this prayer over 40 years ago on my knees totally hadn't eaten for two weeks and i said god help me and that prayer is still working today. so that brings a really good point is a simple prayer for today i read that in the daily reflection a couple days ago it says god help me to stay sober Uh, enjoy my sobriety and help me to help someone someday today just for today Uh, and it's a clean prayer it's a simple prayer and sobriety like goodness it has so many benefits to the word sobriety it means uh, anything you can imagine all things are possible sobriety or recovery you know it's just we don't know how much we have lost do you know how much you have lost you don't know but God does and recovery goes on a march to get what we, uh, you know, the happiness, the joy, the supplies, the, the inheritances, the, the things that we should have if uh, so. But now we use it rightly. We use the calm and the peace and then we share others how we got the calm and the peace. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yes, absolutely. And uh I don't know if we're getting short on time. There is one thing you said uh, after I commented on the reading about being good to ourselves. And you did mention Al-Anon. I thought, you know what? Uh, I like that. I, that what you said really stuck out with me about taking care of ourselves first. It, not just sobriety wise, but our personal issues and and things too. Uh, And then we could be of more help. But um, I thought, Oh, okay, maybe I should tag along with uh, Fernando a little more often and go to those Al-Anon meetings. Because the few times I've been, um, I have learned quite a bit.
0: And that was my first experience too. I learned quite a bit in such a short time that the, there were, they, these, uh, that program wasn't playing with no nonsense. You know? It didn't allow us to, yeah. to see how our day was going, blah, blah, blah. It got down to the brass and tasks very quickly on uh, what the solution is, they have. You know, one thing about El Noun is they have revised their information. Like you have a cookbook, and you revise your cookbook. Why? Because you've gotten more information and more, more elements to pour into it, taste better, right? Uh, yeah. So they, I think they have. They're on the third revision. We, an alcoholic in the Blue Book, we don't do that, right? We keep the same book over and over again, right? Yeah. I think this is an extension in our university and our influence and for our own, to be good to ourselves is to, is to expand our, our, our imagination and our our wisdom and intelligence in, in loving and loving information and being readily available for the next person coming along. We can easily drop a gold nugget in their brain. Uh, I highly recommend it, especially, the our mutual friend Alask Alconda,
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: 40 44 45 years in sobriety. By the way, he gave me his chip, a 45-year chip. He said this is a, a hope chip. That someday oh. I'll reach 45 and I already got my chip. <laughs> That's... That what hey, wisdom like is that, hear- that, huh?
1: that is awesome, man. Um, do you like to hear a little AA and Al Anon story? And uh, this is true. Yeah. It's a little Please. funny, but it, I don't know if there's truth to it or not, but you make up your mind. Uh, when uh, I used to go to AA meetings accompanied by my very patient wife, and she was she definitely qualifies for Al-Anon. Uh, she stuck with me through a lot, and she would go with me uh, like with dedication to these meetings. And a lot of po- people at the meetings got to know her, and she would say, well, I'm not an alcoholic. My husband is. And you know, I'm basically putting up with him or whatever. She didn't say it like that. So eventually uh, people would start uh, suggesting she goes to Al-Anon. They gave her uh, an address for a meeting and she went and she came home half crying, you know, a uh, short time later. Wow. And you remember my wife. Uh, she had a very yeah, thick yeah. accent.
0: Beautiful. She's mm-hmm. from
1: another country. AA alcoholism to begin with is foreign to her until she met me. And then AA is really foreign to her. She goes to Al-Anon comes back and she said she felt like, um, they were making fun of her or, you know, she spoke her mind, I guess. And she, I know she's not shy about that. And I don't know if it was the wrong crowd, wrong meeting, or they interpreted her wrong, but you know, she was nearly in tears and I was kind of upset. Anyway, the next meeting we go to, I think it was the Saturday Night Jelly Bean meeting. And a lot of people knew her there. And she said, what the F is up with Al-Anon? She said, I like AA meetings better because you people are fun, you're funny, and you're honest. Al-Anon is a bunch of bitter old ladies. That's what she said. (laughs) A bunch of bitter old ladies with chips on their shoulders and blah, blah, blah. And I I just kind of stepped back because I had never been to an Al-Anon meeting before. And but I have heard the same things that she relayed to me. So I don't know. Maybe some of those meetings are kind of centered around bitterness through their their marriage to an alcoholic. I don't know. Yeah, I,
0: I think I answer. think you're right. I have seen that scenario. You know, uh, and for they kind of I mean, like
1: losers and chumps for putting up with that guy for all those years and all the best years of her life and,
0: and all that. Yeah, and, the, and, uh, the, and, uh, the the for the the for, the I, I understand that you know when a person comes full of hurt, they're gonna open up and say they're hurt. But the Alan, yeah. the Al-Anon says that that belongs in the, uh, uh, a uh oh, between you and your sponsor right here where you concentrate on the solution. The solution is reading right now, the solution is writing, the solution is uh is is staying on the topic. So that's one strong point that I noticed the old timers in Alan um, we Because if we, you know, if we tend to, to say the problem, we get to keep the problem. You know, the principle is that, you know, the dog always goes back to his vomit, you know, so to speak. Uh, yeah. We, so we have, I've, we have yeah, to, that's, that. that's the strong concept of, uh, I think that's the major difference of both groups, you know. The other ones, people say, share, share what's going on in your life. And Bill W. has said, you know, a lot of people don't get off financially, sadly, and a lot of people dramatically get off in life, going places, doing things, and, and, uh, you know, we get the recovery. We we recover the bounty that we should have had in the first place if we, like, we never drank before, and that's a lot of fun, huh?
1: Yeah. Well...
0: It's kind of, a, uh, you know, we, we don't have much time, but that's the yeah. truth. So I recommend my sponsor, uh, the guy with 45 years, he got me going. I wanted to spend time hanging around with him because of his wisdom. And he took me to an No meeting where they write. They write for 20 minutes. They ask hard questions. Some of the questions are so hard, Patrick, that uh, you, you want to, they put you up against the wall. You want to come out swinging because the questions are so hard. They're just going well, in, inside of you in depth and you're, and you have to come out with an honest, truthful and you got 20 minutes to write it down.
1: So there is no right or wrong to that question. It's just a challenging question.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. It's challenging to your truth, you know, and you're
1: honest. It's only true to you. It's your truth that you're writing about, not anyone else's. Right. So there right. is no right or wrong answer to whatever question anyone asks about that about your personal life
0: yeah so you gotta you have to uh if you want to be part of the of the and you'll and you'll be amazed at different people's answers that's what makes life really nice because you really see wisdom at its truest sense and honesty being displayed in each individual life and that's in true and i get more out of those questions you know when i leave that that program that writing program is essential in elon how do you recommend it you look it up you know elon writing program you'll be surprised yeah i will the the friends that are there and i'm here in hawaii i'm gonna look got a couple of days left i'm gonna see if there's any elon even if i have to go on zoom meetings as elon and uh, get get my experience yeah. i already done zoom meetings in aa here from a couple few islands were hot island hopping through zoom how about that
1: <laughs> well that's cool and that's technology and that's great well, well uh, when when are you returning and i do hope you enjoy the rest of your stay
0: i think i'll be returning tomorrow afternoon should be jumping on the flight
1: oh okay uh maybe Uh-oh. we get together the week after
0: all right let's go ahead and pray the uh Let's pray with a third step prayer, please.
1: Uh, I'll let you do the leading. You can recite it. God,
0: God, help to thee to deal with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those that would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. Keep coming back if you work it. Thank you very much, Patrick.
1: Thank you, Fernando.
0: Have a great day.
1: You too. Bye bye. Bye -bye. We'll talk later.
0: See you then. All right. Reading for today is Proverbs twenty seven from the New King James Version, Bible and Psalm 27, so on and so forth. Thank you for coming in today's reading. Let us open this reading session with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Proverbs 27. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from his nest is a man who wanders from his place. Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. My son, be wise, and make my heart glad that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger, and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. A continued dripping on a very rainy day, and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind, and grasps oil with his right hand. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat his fruit, so he who waits on his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold and a man is valued by what others say of him. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herbs of the mountain are gathered in, the land will provide the clothing and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maidservants. Psalms 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this will I be confident. One thing... I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me, He shall set me high upon a rock and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you said, seek my face, my heart said to you, Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my help. Do not leave me nor forsake me. O God of my salvation, when my father and my mother forsook me, then the Lord will take care of me. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a smooth path because of my enemies. Do not deliver me to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me, and as such as breathe out violence. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalms 57. Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you. And in the shadow of your wings I will make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. I will cry out to God Most High, to God, who performs all things for me. He shall send from heaven and save me. He reproaches the one who would swallow me up. God shall send forth His mercy and His truth. My soul is among lions. I lie among the sons of men. Who are set on fire, whose teeth are spears and arrows, and their tongue a sharp sword. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be above all the earth. They have prepared a net for my steps. My soul is bowed down. They have dug a pit before me. Into the midst of it they themselves have fallen. My heart is steadfast, O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. Awake, my glory. Awake, loop in the heart. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the people. I will sing to you among the nations. For your mercy reaches unto the heavens and your truth unto the clouds. Be exalted, O God. Above the heavens, and let your glory, let your glory be over all the earth. Psalm eighty seven. The glories of the city of God. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. I will make mention of Rehab and Babylon to those who know me. Behold, O Felicia and Tyre with Ethiopia, this one was born there, and of Zion it will be said, This one and that one were born in her, and the Most High himself shall establish her. The Lord will record when he registers the people, This one was born there. Both the singers and the players on instruments say, All my springs are in you. Psalm 117. Let all the people praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, loud him, all your people. For His mercy, full kindness is great towards us and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Amen. Psalm 147. Praise the Lord, praise to God for His word and providence. Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. The Lord lifts up the humble. He casts the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God, who covers the heavens with clouds who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives to the beast its food and to the young ravens that cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him and those who hope in His mercy. Praise the Lord, O Jerusalem. Praise your God, O Zion. For He has strengthened the bars of your gates. He has blessed your children within you. He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest wheat. He sends out His command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. He gives snow like wool. He scatters the frost like ashes. He casts out his hail like morsels. Who can stand before his coal? He sends out his word and melts them. He causes his wind to blow and the waters flow. He declares his word to Jacob, his statues and his judgments to Israel. He has not dealt thus with any nation and as for his judgments they have not known them praise the lord welcome to today's short podcast i'm fernando alcoholic and i have kimberly on our zoom class and we just finished doing our reading from the big book We jump all the way around, as you know, some of you that you've been following us. So let's go ahead and open the session with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I'm asking Kimberly to go over some of the readings we did today. Remember, she had uh, just the way she sees things. I really enjoy it, and I, I believe it's helping a lot of us to uh, clarify the word. We're going deeper, folks. I believe. Here's Kimberly. Hello, everybody. I'm Kimberly. I'm an alcoholic, and I'm looking at our reading in the
2: Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page four sixteen at the bottom, and it says, "At last, acceptance." proved to be the key to my drinking problem. And I thought about the word key. And because as, as acceptance, as a key, I think about the concept of a key, when we use it in our daily lives, we use it to get, unlock a door. And when we unlock the door, what he's saying here is that it swings wide open and we can go through freely. So that is the key that we use in situations. And as I was saying, too, is that even if you have, like, to have uh, get in line at an airport or go through a passageway or something, generally your key is going to be like a ticket or, you know, um, some kind of ID, and you still then you go through. So what he's saying is that here had he been in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm looking at the very bottom of the page, and he was – you know, it locked up here somewhere. He didn't have the key. He was using all these drugs and alcohol. And then he said, okay, God. And so with the key of acceptance at this point, he releases himself by turning to God here in, in acceptance. Accepting it. It's true. I'm all people. I'm an alcoholic. Now what am I going to do about it? So his key of acceptance gives him an opportunity to open his mind to say what am I going to do and then he is waiting for an answer and then he goes on to say you know acceptance is uh the key to his disturbances or situations in life and things like that and he says he can't be happy without it and as he goes on he was talking here too um at the bottom of 417 where it says he realized he was uh, the chief critic. And like um, it says in our um, 12 and 12 in our program, it's called the 12 and 12 um, Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. It talks about the Lord, um, the St. Francis prayer, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Well, when your channel, it says we cannot an open channel if we are choked up with anger and here he's talking about at the bottom of this book on 417 he's talking about chief critic he sees the flaws you know he's criticizing he's getting angry he's looking for perfection and he wants everybody else to acknowledge that he's looking for it so that's like a locked door and that was my point is that When I take the key of acceptance and I inject it into a situation, I can be a free person. And so it's like Fernando talks about, you know, when we thank God for any situation, any illness or any harm that is in the way, we inject the love and the gratitude and the thankfulness, however word you want to use. And you say, thank you for this situation that this is. This is going to teach me something to be stronger and move towards God and be an open channel. And so that open channel of God's love, you know, it does say in there where there is hatred, let me sow love. And um, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but, you know, when we talk about the other prayer, um, the resentment prayer and freedom from bondage, which is a story in the back of the book. It talks about um, using prayer and resentment to inject that prayer. That's the same thing. I accept this person the way they resent. I'm going to use the key of acceptance about this anger that I have towards this person, this hatred. And I'm going to pray for love for them. I'm going to accept them as they are. And like Fernando says, I'm going to thank God for that person. Thank God they made me angry. Thank God I'm angry. You know, and then all of a sudden you start to go, wait, I'm accepting this. And then you see that key of acceptance. Okay. And so also um, he was talking about, okay, his magic magnifying mind. And when he talked about all these qualities he had of his wife, he accepted her. That's the same thing. He had an acceptance towards her. This is on page 418. And then, but when he drank, see, it says, my alcoholism, my pills, I drank more and more. That's like slamming the door shut. That's choking up the channel of peace. Like I said, I said, Lord, make me a channel. A channel is wide open, just like a door. And so when we look here, we see. He's drinking, and then he says, I can't see anything good, New I see your defects, the more I focus my mag- magnifying mind on it, he's locking the door down, he's shutting down, he's locked up, and he's going to, to be sicker and sicker. But when he, then if he goes on page 419, he says, well, when I focus on what's good, I have a good day, when I focus on bad, I have a bad day. As I focus on the problem, the problem increases. And I focus on the answer, the answer increases. So when he's focusing on good, he has the key of acceptance and thankfulness and gratitude is a key. He takes the key and he puts it in what's good today. And he opens up a channel of peace for what's good today. Because Amen. we can't be peaceful if we're looking. And then he goes on If I'm focusing on the problem. I can't be at peace and we know too about our physical health you know when we're trying to live sober we it makes us sick to live like that and and also talks about here when we deal in feelings we tend to know ourselves if you look at this book and these stories you're gonna see acceptance is really in a lot of it and and we do page 100 we talk about God's. It says in the middle, the first full paragraph on page 100 says, Both you and the new man must walk day by day. And see, when we're walking, we must have a key to open the door and walk through. So we walk day by day and persist. And remarkable things will appear, right? And it says that in our Bible, too, for those of us who know that. Uh, knock and it shall be opened unto you was what jesus said a credible spiritual teacher who lived thousands of years ago but he's alive today and it says when we look back we realize the things that came to us when we put ourselves in god's hands were better than anything we could have planned and god's hands we you just take yourself and put yourself in god's hands you're not holding anything you're sitting there in god's hands and God's dealing with it for you and so then it says you'll be in a wonderful world and who doesn't want to be in a wonderful world well some of us don't so then you have to put the key down and go back to drink longer and suffer a little more or a lot more as the case may be and then you'll remember because as we say in a you know once a seed has been planted that new man is going to think about it so without going on boring anybody anymore I think you get the point um, it can be found anywhere um, trust God and clean house right here I'm just turn any page in the book and you can find it it's a miracle acceptance you know first things first live and let live easy does it <laughs> relax and, and that one we had relax and take it easy don't struggle I see Fernando smiling
0: over here. Okay, so that pretty much gets the driest point home, right? Amen, amen. And uh, I'm Fernando alcoholic, and it's a wonder uh, Kimberly uh, is not drinking coffee this this morning, um, and <laughs> she's on a roll. I, um,
2: I had some black tea.
0: You know. Um, it's a wonderful thing reading uh reading this information over and over again gets a little too much five days a week i was telling kimberly but when you take a break and you come back uh you really our subconscious mind is thinking about this stuff that we read and then we come with a inspired conclusion that comes from heaven and that's what we got to get today earlier uh kimberly was talking about that uh he's the father we are the children and uh we're receiving instructions and and I like that critical self, that part about being critical. In other words, the point I'm making is not taking ourselves too seriously because we don't know all the picture. God says he's a thousand times smarter than us. You know, our ways are not his ways. So thanking God for a problem is is not our way. I wouldn't I and you just made me realize that if I accept I don't like that guy, I don't get along with that guy. And if I, I'm trying to change it by being loving, and I'm not feeling good, I'm, uh, I'm not accepting my own feelings. I need to accept. I don't get along with that guy. I don't like it. But I, I thank you, God, that I don't get along with him and I don't like it. That's the first step to, uh, to, to uh, mental uh, peace. Right. You just drove that home to me. I'm trying to to go further and say. Oh God bless him! God bless him! God bless him, and that's not working. I need to accept that I I, I don't get along. Why do I not get along with him? Probably because he reminds reminds me of my dad, in a critical uh, position, and that's one of the reasons I uh, I uh, I just jump because I notice when I talk and some other kids are there in a AA meeting, they start to shut down because my voice, my demeanor probably reminds them of a critical dad. Uh. So I have to accept the fact is that I don't like that guy, and I have to find out the reason and just start praying and thank God for it. Anyway, I'm going too long, belittling the point. I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Um, <coughs> once we accept the situation, uh, we become peaceful, like, like Kimberly said. I accept, and I am in Hawaii. I'm in a vacation right now. I got to get up around 3.30 in the morning to be ready for the 4 a.m. Zoom meeting. That's 7 a.m. in California time. And I used to think, you know, at the beginning, I was kind of a little bit feeling sorry for myself. You know, I got people we got to talk to and entertain and so forth, our host. But I feel good. I'm up 3, the wife is up, and, and we're ready to go to work. Because we accepted the fact that we have to be of service that's a couple of things we need to exercise our willpower in understanding this information and then we have to exercise our willpower to be ready to, to pass the message to pass the message to others that uh, who want it and once they want it they'll pull <clears throat> they'll pull energy from us whoever wants this stuff will pull energy from us it's like yes. Kimberly wants this stuff. So she just pulls my imagination, my uh, energy from me that makes me think, you know. And I love it because you got 11 years of uh, t- as a teacher and as an educator, and life was just going too fast. We're slowing down with this, these readings, and we're making a conclusion that, hey, God wants to be in the center of us, and he's trying to get our attention through these problems so we can look up for his help. As soon as we surrender, he's a thousand times better, a thousand times smarter, a thousand times. But he's always going to help us. To my prayer is, Lord, help me to be good at these at this stuff, so I can pass it on. I think that's what he's yes, looking well, for.
2: Yes, and the girls in the uh, uh, Claremont Women's Meeting had a very good thing. I took a lot of things from there. You know, they said when you see someone you're having trouble with, you go to work that morning and you're a little disgruntled about, compliment that person. Say, you know what? I like those shoes. I remember my, my. you know, make something up. I don't care. I, I love my my. dad. Those remind me of something I think my grandmother had. My, Those are really sweet, and I love the color of that. And have you done something nice with your hair? And now men are not going to do this a man, I don't know yet to tell me what you guys do for each other, but you do something nice for that person. You say something nice, uh, you know, and inject it into him right then and there, you know, that's what you're talking about. You know, that God, you know, he, he just keeps it. Well, you know what? Just do a little nice. a pat. You know, I don't know if you guys do a high five or your fist and bumping. And you say, you know, I, I had a pair of shoes like that years ago and I used to walk miles in those shoes. And, uh, My wife used to wash them, and they last me 10 years. I love those shoes. And I can even do my weed pulling and my mowing in the yard with them as well. And you get a conversation going about something good and and get that person on your side, see? Because if you're a channel of God's peace and you have turned your will and your life over to the care of God, you're going to get that person into the will of God right
0: don't it, you think yeah amen in, in some instances it's that easy most of the time it's 80 percent of that but you got some 20 percent guys that uh, uh there's no talking there's no acknowledgement there's just nothing but hate and you're dealing with a demon possessed person you're dealing with a, a person that has uh and the bible talks a lot about that the fool you you can try to change the fool's mind uh even a thousand times you hit the fool, he's not going to change. So you got to find out if the person is able to, if, if God can't change him, you're, you're, you're knocking your head up against a, a Gibraltar, you know, a hit. It's not going to, you know, so the best thing to do is, to, is for him to be an example of what um, a person that's locked up and away from learning, from growing. If You know, a lot of us lock up and say, oh, no, screw it. I'm not going to accept that and this and that. I'm not going to change. This is the way I am. Uh, or that's the only sanity that they're hanging on to is their same <clears throat> information. And uh, like you said before, hurt people hurt people. You know, so you want to stay away from hurt people. You don't want to pick up their anger or anything. There's really not much you can do to a person that uh, is not reaching out to God. And it's and it's constantly, uh, you know. And the best yet is is to laugh and have fun, and say thank God. Yeah, they're
2: not ready. They're not ready for that. But that doesn't mean you have to pick up and uh, be offended or hurt by them. Yeah,
0: right? yeah, yeah. But the problem is, is that it, it comes from childhood. You know, they remind you of something, some uh, observed talk that they said. You know, as a child, like I said. So, so you got to keep ix. Ex- the key for me is to accept the fact that I don't get along with them. First point, I have to accept that I'm not getting along, and I don't know. And that's the first part in undoing the problem. And then you go into the second phase. You start praying for the person's, uh, like you said, welfare. Like you read today, his um, happiness, his his health, and his you know you pray for his community influence. And there, I done my duty. I accept it at yeah. I don't get along with him. I, I don't like and the person. On. Yeah. And I get rage when I come around him. I want to punch him. <laughs> and I but no, he wants to punch me. <laughs> These two old guys are going to go go at it, you know? And um and you have to if I accept well, that that's intelligent on my part and and I go do my homework. you still
2: Yeah, you still got testosterone going on. So there you go. So uh <laughs> but not in the poor dimension.
0: Yeah, because well, I dimension. get in the fourth dimension on my knees and I pray for the person. It's called intercession, but I, it there you won't, go. And one day it's going to break, but God is going to do it. I'm not going to do it by the only way I can compliment the guy is by saying he keeps saying he's not that stupid. I don't believe him. <laughs> you know, I can be real. Well, I can be real sarcastic and ugly with my talk, and I I try not to do that. That's how I accept. The fact that I, uh, I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, you know, by not being... Uh, that's what they want, you know. They want you to judge them so you can get judged. So you want to give them mercy, you know, the... the, the, the
2: well, yeah, I understand what you're saying. We're operating on physics, too. We discussed that before. You're on a different vibrational frequency in a fourth dimension with God on your side and God within you and that key of acceptance. And when you go near that person, they're on a lower frequency. They're operating in another darker dimension. So they, but with your light, they can't touch you. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that you are a channel of peace. That is the most power that anybody can ever have over anything here in this world. You are telling me I to and declare in the name of Jesus, get out of my house, you demons you know so so the power is there but it's you've got to choose to pick up the key of acceptance right right i mean i know i my neighbor's the same way my neighbor i go out and walking my dog minding my business on the gravel walking the dog along she opens the door and she goes oh <laughs> she saw me and she does this all the time you can feel the energy right. she goes oh well i don't respond i don't react i do nothing because if i react i'm a i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna open another door with another key, you understand right I don't react to her, I just ignore it
0: good, good,
2: so I understand what you're saying, some of it cannot be helped um right I understand that's realistic, that's realistic
0: amen, amen, and then and then we're healthy when we do accept that, put it at rest, we're healthy, yeah. And, you know, not yeah. Try- just
2: don't add any more. You know, instead of adding insult to injury, we want to add healing to
0: injury. Well, well, maybe that's the biggest problem all the way around the world. A lot of churches, you know, they they tell us to jump and rejoice and everything, and but we haven't accepted the thing. We're just we're just putting a a, a paint over it. But if we we accept yes. that I don't like the situation, it's grievous. I it ticks me off to be in this, this situation and everything. You know. And just accept the fact that I don't, I don't accept it—is
2: <laughs> it was- Right, and I, I read this to the women in the meeting yesterday on Zoom. I read, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? <laughs> though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And though we didn't like their symptoms and the way they disturbed us, We pray to God in that moment. This is a sick man. How can I be useful? Amen. Well, sometimes being useful is just walk away. Yeah. That's how I can be useful. Exactly. Because if I pick up my testosterone in my fist, we're going to have a fight. So (laughs) I walk away and I stay neutral because that opens a key, opening another door of freedom. We want to be happy, joyous, and free.
0: You know, you brought a good point because let's say, for instance, you 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 weren't, and you went at it toe to toe to arguing. Uh, the Bible says it, it doesn't avail anything. the The person goes on laughing because he got you off your piece, and the other guys see you and dis- you destroy your testimony around of the person of peace. But the younger people, so you have to keep your yeah. composure because wisdom says. You know, understanding says who's the fool, the fool that wants to argue and hate all the time. So they're already identifying themselves, and you don't have to identify him more of as their character defects because it's not going to do no good. That's their goal is to get you to to be at their level, like you said, their frequency. That's their goal, or that's their higher Mm -hmm. power's goal. If their higher power is the devil, and and there's one-third of people are infested with devils, you know, that's how much devils Jesus was out uh, casting out, you know, a devil has. a, mm-hmm. uh, So we have to always keep our house clean. And that's why we say the 10th step. We always keep, keep an eye and accept when something does not agree with us and we're agreeing with it or whatever. We accept the fact that we're being we're being lazy to say gambling. Then the, the situation is arrested. And then we start thanking God that we got this problem. And then it's it's more uh, out of here. We do it with love, you know, in a scientific way. <clears throat> accept the uh, character defect. I, I, uh-huh. I accept the fact that I'm powerless over coffee, you know. And then, and it gives me. Right, and. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and Jesus said, uh, and so he performed exorcisms, and he performed exorcisms on people with multiple demons. And then, if you recall, he said what is your name tell me your name and they said we are legion and legions mean many and and he said if you would they said if you please put us in that herd of pigs and he did it and they all ran into the water and drowned and then i think he was sitting with the, the disciples at dinner i think it was you have to look and maybe correct me on this but it doesn't matter he said don't me pearls before swine because swine are pigs and all they care about is eating drinking fornicating pissing and excuse my french which okay shitting all right that's all, right. all they care about exactly and what is the pearls pearls of wisdom you hear in mm-hmm. our
0: language mm-hmm.
2: pearls of love Pearls of channel of peace, pearls of acceptance. You can't cast those. Jesus said, don't cast them before swine. Right?
0: Right, right. That's and it. so
2: that's what you're saying this morning. You're saying, you know, why would I put my energy there?
0: Yeah, if if God can't fix them through problems, the thanking God and acceptance, um, <laughs> and the program, been in the program for years, um, you know their their objective is there is to, you know whatever objective they're there for maybe they're there to to clean people out to get people discouraged to get people that are not going to make it anyway out of uh, the program. To, you know they're there for a purpose and and I don't understand that purpose. And I found out the more I don't understand God's purposes in people and situations, the more uh, reward it is in it for me if I if I accept it and thank God for it. Because there are rewards. That's the, thir- the fourth. The, the th- I first go through uh, self-pity with a problem I can't accept. Then I go through anger, through a problem I can't accept. Then I finally accept it, that I'll tell God, God, I will do this for the rest of my life if you want me to. You know, be patient or whatever. And that that takes some time to get to that point, to acceptance. And once the acceptance well, is accepted, then the reward comes. That's my experience.
2: Right. And I, from what I understood, that, that, that Lucifer, who was that angel, of mm-hmm. Gabriel, or whatever his name was, it doesn't matter, was decided to have a plan of his own. That's where it all started. And God did want that. You said God doesn't want that. God did. He wanted to give us free will. So... He let that go, and he let him go, and he came down, turned into a snake, and had a talk with Eve, and you know the whole story. Yeah, So, there we go. God did want that, because he could have stopped it right then and there, but he chose to allow that darkness to come down here, so that we could grow into lighter beings on our own now, see? Because without us, wouldn't he be alone?
0: Right, he would right, be alone yeah. without
2: us, and that's a terrible will. This is what I've been told, so I just go with it. I, you know, I, it works. There's, there's a mystery. It's worse. It's a, it's a supreme and divine mystery that we are not equipped to understand. Right. So there again, we have to use the key of acceptance. Right. I don't know why those demons are here. You know what? They are. What are we gonna do? We have to accept
0: it. Yeah, you can't sit there and cry. We if gotta... I
2: fight it, I become. And Jesus said, "Judge not, lest you be judged." If you I... act, if you act like that, you're gonna become like them. He right. warned us. Beautiful. He said, "Don't judge them."
0: Right there, you go. Okay, Beautiful. so there you have it. Beautiful. I'm not gonna add anything to that. Let you're... me
2: know where this comes up on the. I'd like to listen to it.
0: <laughs> I'll send you. I'll, I'll load it up. I'm gonna. On the podcast, and uh, it'll be the very first one on the podcast. That's called uh, Alcohol AA for Christians, or something like that. That's what it's called. Okay. Um.
2: Yeah. Send me a share. Yeah,
0: yeah it's, it's very beautiful. I think there. the uh, you said physics and the science of accepting a situation and then enveloping with acceptance that takes time, and then the other the part it, what what am I going to do about it? Is prayer. Okay, and once I pray over the thing that I cannot accept and I accept it that I cannot accept it, that's healthy intelligence. And then and then I got to go through the anger and through the self-pity that why me? And then before I even accept it and then get to work on it. Then the the uh once I get to a point where it doesn't bother me, I'll do it the rest of my life, say for that person does not bother me anymore. It just falls right off as is his comments and his way he expresses and the way he's killing people in AA with his talk. It doesn't bother me. I'm just giving words of life. I'm on the other side of the spectrum, trying to give words of peace, life, and encouragement. And the ones that have ears to hear, let them listen. The uh, the ones that have, it could be, like you said, it could be a cleansing process that God has through negative people. Because he says in the Bible, too, that Evil was made for the day of destruction. You know that something we don't understand. A lot of stuff we we try to understand it, and the only thing we can understand is that when we go to God, there's peace. When we surrender to God, there are answers. That's all we know. That's all I know, and that's good enough, right? Well,
2: that's that story of the diamond. Yeah, the diamond in the rough. But you know what I was going to say is that, uh, you know, that channel of the peace. You know, when you're in front of that person, you use it channel other piece but the evil is the the coal and all of the the stuff around the diamond that is dark and crusty and ugly and then when they work away at that stuff and get it away then the the crust comes away and what do you have in the side inside you have these beautiful beautiful diamonds right right and so this is uh, a clear and then the inside that's clarity and they give that wife a ring like that, and that stands for eternity. It's timeless. So it's everything. Amen. It's light, time, you know. But without, if you put it in the dark, that's not going to work anymore,
0: right? Right.
2: If I put a diamond in the dark, I I can't see it, right? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, "I am the light of the world." Mm-hmm. And then in another in another. Uh, gospel he said you are the light of the world because I am in you and you are in me and I am in him I am in the father remember this this is what you asked me to read in 14 through 17 John 14 through 17 Amen. I am the, I am in him you are in me okay so I guess that's how it goes you are in me I am in him and then you are in him
0: right right okay so amen and there that, we go. it goes to to our audience to listen to to read uh John 14 15 16 and 17 and right. 1 John 1 through 5 that's what our part what we can do what is my part what can I do about it that's what we could do about it we can lay a foundation of love so if any evil tries to get in our hearts or we respond properly we're already uh, we already have tools in our spirit. We have the Word of God, and and it will protect us because it'll talk back to those ideas, those thoughts that are trying to get into us, ideas of hatred, ideas of malice, ideas of uh, you know self pity, and it will protect us. The Word of God, and and it's even in our writings. I read it today in our in the big book where it says we have in essence become God conscience. And that says that's the light that Kimberly's talking about. The the God Conscious is the light. That's where we're coming out of from. We're responding right now from the readings uh, and and the problem we have at hand. Our feelings. We're no different than scientists, folks. Scientists, you know, people can do other other hobbies. Our hobbies is is mental health, emotionals, and putting things in perspective and having the problem and then trying over and over again, failing 95% is for failure is good, but we're all falling forward. We're falling forward. We're going to start living Mm -hmm. in that 5% where we're well equipped. And my prayer is, is that uh, I'll be available to pass the message. And that's what we're doing right Mm -hmm. here. We're available to pass the message uh, through experience, strength and hope or, uh, acceptance, failure, acceptance, failure, <laughs> a little success, and then we start to having more success. The same way we learn to stop drinking and using and brawling and fighting is, is to – there's a bigger picture. I love the way Kimberly says we don't understand the whole picture, but we do understand that if we eat the cookies and be in a meeting, uh, we will get the rewards.
2: Right, and it says stay in the sunlight of the spirit in our big book. And it said the sunlight, if you look at sunlight, there's always space where you see it. You stay in that space, you're open, and all of that negativity will pass right through you. And the scientists, speaking of that, the physicists have discovered that we're 99.9% space. And we're made of sunlight. We're made of light. Our food that we ate grew out of the ground. The animals that we eat, they they grazed on the food and ate it. And we eat that. That's made of a star. We are the sun. We are the sunlight of the spirit. So it can't get inside of us if we're in that fourth dimension that you're talking about where, you know, somebody's going to get it into my heart. And it's going to do. You can't get into your heart if you're in the sunlight of the spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. And now, nope. folks, for us, some of us, like I had a guy today text me, a biker says, I need to be more loving and helpful. And guess what I text him back? I said, I, for me, I had to read First John 1 through 5 for a year because it mentions the love of God 48 times. I had to surrender to this process to get the fruit. And I become more acceptance and more lo- The objective was to be let go and let God in a loving form. And I needed to love a people the way they were, and for me, because I was I was so hateful, I had to do that, and it worked. But the, I found out that treasures follow the love of God. Treasures, folks, you know the even the book the Book of Proverbs says that uh, wisdom and understanding is better than gold and silver. How can you put your mind around that? That wisdom and understanding is better than gold and silver, and that's what First John. One through five or john fourteen 15. I used to read both of them. It takes about half hour john fourteen fifteen sixteen. I have it recorded. I listen to it when I brush my teeth. I listen to it in Bibles in different translations as people are reading it, and it turns it keeps the light glowing, keeps the coal in the fire <laughs> mm-hmm. hey we've done a great session today. God bless you, thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you, Kimberly. Let's go ahead and finish with the Lord's Prayer. And we'll ask Kimberly to take us out with any, any parting thoughts. Thank you.
2: Okay, and so we declare that these words go out and they bless and open the hearts and the minds of people everywhere. And they are blessed by the one and only Spirit that we know, God, and through Jesus Christ, His Son who was given to us and we can move forward in full faith and diligence in knowing that we have the insight of God to to build with, to do with um, you know, as he wants us to and that would be a wonderful life so I will close with the serenity prayer, God
0: God, grant grant me the serenity. serenity To accept accept the the things I I cannot change. change. Courage Courage to change the things things I can. can. And and wisdom wisdom to to know know the the
2: difference. difference.
0: Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Amen. Keep coming back, folks. We love you. God bless you. Bye, Kimberly. Bye, everyone.
2: Okay, bye for now.
0: Bye. All right, bye. Welcome to today's reading of Limitless Love. Let us go ahead and open this session with a moment of silence followed by the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Here we go. October 27th, Limitless Love. Don't think like a beggar. Scripture is Psalm 34, 9 and 10. Verses 9 and 10. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no one to them that fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Psalm 34, 9 through 10. Our Heavenly Father loves us so much he has promised we'll never be in want he has given us His word that we won't lack any good thing, but instead of believing His promises and receiving by faith its benefits, again, but instead of believing His promises, working to believe His promises, and working to receive them by faith, the benefits, most of us Christians are living like orphans who have no one to take of them and meet their needs. Mm. We ought not to live like orphans when we are children of God. We shouldn't think like beggars. Even if we're short of funds, we shouldn't look at our financial situations and see ourselves in lack. We ought to see ourselves by faith. We ought to trust that the Bible says and see ourselves as richly blessed children of a loving and giving God. Again, we see ourselves by our imagination, by spending 30 minutes a day, by seeing ourselves completely out of debt, whole, healthy, wise, and true, and what we want our picture to be. Our imagination is the truest form of seeing ourselves. And, and God can bless our imagination, which is our joy, our true joy. That I added that on. The, the Gloria keeps saying, she says, when shortages rear its ugly head in our lives, we should see it for what it is, an attack of the devil who is trying to steal the blessing by undermining our fate instead of doubling God's love and faithfulness, we should rebuke that lying devil and say, look here, I resist you in the name of Jesus. You get out of my life. I don't have to live with you because you're a curse. And I'm redeemed from the curse. God has redeemed me from the poverty and lack. He abundantly supplies my needs. I remember the first time I did that. Ken and I had been leasing a home and we're believing God for the money to buy it. We had a year to come up with a purchase price and in the natural, it looked like we wouldn't be able to do it. Lack just kept dogging our steps. Suddenly, as I stood in the living room, of that house looking out the window and thinking about our situation. The revelation of God hit me. I thought about how God in his great love has delivered us through the plan of redemption from all the oppression of the devil. I thought about how he had redeemed us from sickness and disease, poverty and lack. Then I realized I hadn't been resisting lack like I had sickness and disease. When sickness attacked our family, I fought it tooth and nail and hit it with the word of God and with faith until it fled. Instantly, I knew I had to do the same thing with lack. From that day on, I took an aggressive stand against it. I took hold of it, but I took hold of faith of what my Heavenly Father has promised me, and started declaring, Lack, you get out of my house. Get out of my way. Get. My God needs all my needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I don't mind telling you we paid for that house and we paid for several sins then. I don't live like an orphan anymore. I don't let the devil make me a beggar. I live in the blessing of my father's love. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful reading. It don't get any better than this, folks. We got work to do. Welcome to Kenneth Copeland's reading of Daily Devotional from Faith to Faith, October 27th, don't depend on guesswork, it says, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not, Jeremiah 33, 3, one of my favorite scriptures. Call unto me, saith the Lord, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Who do you turn to when you need help, when you need an important answer to an important question? Do you ask God first? So many believers fail to do that. They'll stand around wringing their hands and talking to each other all day. They'll inquire of their pastor. They'll inquire of their friends. They'll inquire of their husbands or wife. But do they inquire of God? No. Don't make that mistake. Instead, follow the example of King David in 1 Chronicles 14. The Bible tells us that he was about to face a battle with the very powerful Philistines who had all come out against him. The Philistine nation had been an enemy of Israel for years. David probably could have guessed that God will tell him to go to battle against them, but he didn't. But he didn't guess. He went to God and inquired saying, "Shall I go up against them, the Philistines, and will thou deliver them into my hand?" And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will surely deliver them into thine hand. Verse 10. Don't depend on guesswork. When you encounter a problem, seek the Lord through the word and in prayer and ask him what the solution is. No matter how much scripture you learn, no matter how fully you perceive who you are in Christ Jesus, you'll never outgrow your need to do that go to the lord and find out exactly what he wants you to do don't decide your course of action and then ask god to bless your plans go to him and say lord what are your plans his plans are already blessed if you follow them your victory is guaranteed again his plans are already blessed and also to write when you encounter a problem Seek and ask the Lord. Write it down and sign it. And Lord, I have a petition. I I have one of your promises, a covenant that you will guide. Surely show me the the way to go, the paths to to go on. Amen. Let's have a great day, family. Welcome to today's reading. I'm going to be reading 1 John 1-5. through It is essential that we listen to it on our own voice on a daily basis or read it on a daily basis, either recording our own voice for at least uh, a year so we can get the fundamental basics of responding properly with love and it's God's will. About that. All right. First John one through four. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. We ask you to open our ears, our hearts, our minds, Lord. We thank you, Father, for this awareness, Lord, of your glory and your honor. Help us today to to be sober, to enjoy sobriety, Lord. Nothing missing, nothing broken. To enjoy sobriety, Lord that we someday may pass it on. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 John 1-5, through Amplified Bible. Introduction, the Incarnate Word. Verse 1. I am writing about what existed from the beginning, what we have heard and what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands, concerning the Word of Life. The one who existed even before the beginning of the word of Christ and the life and aspect of his being was manifested. And we have seen it as an eyewitness and testify and declare to you the life, the eternal life, who was already existing with the Father and was actually made visible to us, his followers. What we have seen and heard, we also proclaim to you, so that you too may have fellowship as partners with us, and indeed our fellowship, which is a distinguishing mark of born-again believers, is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be made complete by having you share in the joy of salvation. God is Light This is the message of God's promised revelation which we have heard from him and now announce it to you that God is light, he is holy, his message is truthful, he is perfect in righteousness. And in him there is no darkness at all, no sin, no wickedness, no imperfections. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness of sin, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we really walk in the light, that is, live each and every day in conformity with the priestess of God, as he himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another, he with us and we with him, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin by erasing the stain of sin, keeping us clean from sin in all its forms and manifestations. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we are sinners, we delude ourselves and the truth is not in us. His word does not live in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, He is faithful and just, true to His own nature and promise, and will forgive our sins and cleanse us continually from all unrighteousness our wrongdoing, everything not in conformity with His will and purpose. If we say that we have not sinned, refusing to admit acts of sin, we make Him out to be a liar by contradicting Him and His word is not in us. Chapter 2 Christ is our Advocate My little children, believers, dear ones, I am writing you these things so that you will not sin and violate God's law. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate who will intercede for us with the Father. Jesus Christ, the righteous one, the upright one, the just one, who conforms to the Father's will in every way, purpose, thought, and action. And he, the same Jesus, is the propitiation of our sins the anointing sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature, our worldliness, our lifestyle, and not for ours alone, but also for the sins of all believers throughout the whole world. And this is how we know daily by experience that we have come to know him to understand Him, and be more deeply acquainted with Him. If we habitually keep focus on His precepts and obey His commandments, teachings, whoever says, I have come to know Him, but does not habitually keep focus on His precepts and obey His commandments, teachings, is a liar, and the truth of the divine word is not in him. But whoever habitually keeps His word and obeys His precepts and treasures... His message is entirely in Him, the love of God has truly been perfected. It is completed and has reached maturity. By this we know for certain that we are in Him. Whoever says he lives in Christ, that is, whoever says he has accepted Him, as God and Savior, uh, as a moral obligation, to walk and conduct Himself just as He walked and conducted Himself. Beloved, I am not writing a new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had had from the beginning. The old commandment is a message which you have heard before from us. On the other hand, I am writing a new commandment to you, which is true and realized in Christ and in you, because the darkness of moral blindness is clearing away and the true light The revelation of God in Christ is already shining. The one who says he is in the light in consistent fellowship with Christ and yet habitually hates, works against his brother in Christ is in the darkness until now. The one who loves and unselfishly seeks the best for his believing brother lives in the light and in him there is no occasion for stumbling or offense. He does not hurt the cause of Christ or lead others to sin. But the one who habitually hates works against his brother in Christ is in spiritual darkness and is walking in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. I am writing to you, little children, believers, dear ones, because your sins have been forgiven for his name's sake. You have been pardoned and released from spiritual death. Through his name, because you have confessed his name, believing in him as Savior. I am writing to you, fathers, those believers who are spiritually mature, because you know him who has existed from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, those believers who are growing in spiritual maturity, because you have been victorious and have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, children, those who are new believers, those spiritually immature, because you have come to know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you know Him who has existed from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and vigorous and the Word of God remains always in you and you have been victorious over the evil one by accepting Jesus as Savior. Do not love the world. Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and His precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources or in the stability of earthly things these do not come from the father but are from the world the world is passing away folks and with it, lust the shameful pursuits and ungodly longings but the one who does the will of God and carries out his purposes lives forever children it is the last hour the end of this age and just as you heard that the Antichrist is coming, the one who will oppose Christ and attempt to replace him, even now many Antichrist false teachers have appeared, which confirms our belief that it is the last hour. They went out from us, seeming at first to be Christians, but they were not really of us because they were not truly born again and spiritually transformed. For if they have been of us, they would have remained with us, but they went out teaching false doctrine, so that it would be clearly shown that none of them are of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have been set apart, especially gifted and prepared by the Holy Spirit. And all of you know the truth because He teaches us, eliminates our minds, and guards us from error. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie, nothing false, no deception is of the truth. Who is a liar? But the one who denies that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed. This is the Antichrist, the enemy and an antagonist of Christ the one who denies and consistently refuses to acknowledge the father and the son whoever denies and repudiates the son does not have the father the one who confesses and acknowledges the son has the father also as for you let that remain in you keeping you in your hearts the message of salvation which you heard from the beginning if what you heard from the beginning remains in you You, too, will remain in the Son and in the Father forever. The Promise of Eternal Life This is the promise which He Himself promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you with reference to those who are trying to deceive you, seducing you and leading you away from the truth and sound doctrine. As for you, the anointing, the special gift, the preparation which you receive from Him remains permanently in you, and you have no need for anyone to teach you. But just as His anointing teaches you, giving you insight, thought, the presence of the Holy Spirit about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as His anointing has taught you, you must remain in Him, being rooted in Him, knitted. To him, Now, little children, believers, dear ones, remain in Him with unwavering faith so that when He appears at His return, we may have perfect confidence and not be ashamed and shrink away from Him at His coming. If you know that He is absolutely righteous, you know for certain that everyone who practices righteousness, doing what is right and conforming to God's will, Has been born of him. Chapter 3. Children of God love one another. Children of God love one another. See what an incredible quality of love the Father has shown to us. That we would be permitted to be named and called and counted the children of God. And so we are. For this reason the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, we are, even here and now, children of God, and it is not yet made clear what will be after His coming. We know that when He comes and is revealed, we will, as His children, be like Him, because we see Him just as He is in all His glory. And everyone who has his hope confidently placed in him purifies himself just as he is pure, holy, undefiled, guiltless. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness. And sin is lawlessness, ignoring God's law by action or neglect or by tolerating wrongdoing, being unrestrained by his command and his will. You know that he appeared in visible form as a man in order to take away sins, and in him there is absolutely no sin, for he has neither the sin nature nor has he committed sin or acts worthy of blame. No one who abides in him who remains united in fellowship with him deliberately, knowingly, and habitually practices sin. No one who habitually sins has seen him or knows Him. Little children, believers, dear ones, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who practices righteousness, the one who strives to live a consistently honorable life, in private as well as in public, and to conform to God's precept is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who practices sin, separating himself from God and offending him by acts of disobedience, indifference or rebellion, is of the devil and takes his inner character and moral values from him, not God. For the devil has sin and violates God's law from the beginning. The sin of God appeared to the, for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil no one who is born of God deliberately knowingly and habitually practice sin because God's seed his principle of life the essence of his righteous character remains permanently in him who is born again who is reborn from above spiritually transformed renewed and set apart for his purpose and he who is born again cannot habitually live a life characterized by sin because he is born of God and longs to please Him. By this the children of God and the children of the devil are clearly identified. Anyone who does not practice righteousness, who does not seek God's will in thought, action, and purpose is not of God, nor is the one who does not unselfishly love his believing brother. For this is the message which you believers have heard from the beginning of your relationship with Christ that we should unselfishly love and seek the best for each one another and not be like Cain who was of the evil one and murdered his brother Abel. And why did he murder him? Because Cain's deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised believers if the world hates you. We know that we have passed out of death into life because we love the brothers and sisters. He who does not love remains in spiritual death. Everyone who hates works against his brother in Christ is at heart a murderer by God's standards. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know and have come to understand the depth and essence of His precious love that He willingly laid down His life for us because He loved us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the believers. But whoever has the world's goods, adequate resources and sees his brother in need but has no compassion for him, how does the love of God live in him? little children believers dear ones let us not love merely in theory with word or with tongue giving up service to compassion but in action and in truth in practice and in sincerity because practical acts of love are more than words by this we know without any doubt that we are of the truth and we Assure our heart and quiet our conscience before Him. And will assure our hearts and quiet our conscience before Him. Whenever our hearts convicts us in guilt, for God is greater than our heart and He knows all things. Nothing is hidden from Him because we are in His hands. Beloved, if our hearts does not convict us of guilt, we have confidence, complete assurance, and boldness before God and we receive from him whatever we ask because we carefully and consistently keep his commandments and do the things that are pleasing in his sight habitually seeking to follow his plan for us this is the commandment that we believe with personal faith and confidence trust in the name of his son Jesus Christ and that we unselfishly love and seek the best for one another just as he commanded us. The one who habitually keeps his commandments, obeying his word and following his precepts, abides and remains in him, and he in him. By this we know and have the proof that he really abides in us by the spirit of whom he has given us as a gift. 1 John 4 testing the spirits. Beloved, do not believe every spirit speaking through a self-proclaimed prophet. Instead, test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets and teachers have gone out into the world, by this you know and recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ has actually come in the flesh, as a man, is from God. God is its source, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus, acknowledging that He has come in the flesh, but would deny any of the Son's true nature, is not of God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and is now already in the world. Little children, believers, dear ones. You are of God, and you belong to Him, and have already overcome them, the agents of the Antichrist, because he who is in you is greater than he, Satan, who is in the world of sinful mankind. They who teach twisted doctrine are of the world and belong to it. Therefore they speak from the viewpoint of the world with its immoral freedom and baseless theories demanding compliance with their opinions and ridiculing the values of the upright, and the gullible one of the world listens closely and pays attention to them. We who teach God's Word are from God, energized by the Holy Spirit, and whoever knows God through personal experience listens to us and has a deeper understanding of Him. Whoever is not of God does not listen to us. By this we know, without any doubt, the spirit of truth motivated by God and the spirit of error motivated by Satan. God is love. Beloved, let us unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For love is from God and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God, does not and never did know God. For God is love, He is the originator of love, and it is an enduring attribute of His nature. By this, the love of God was displayed in us, in that God has sent His one and only begotten Son, the One who is truly unique, the only One of His kind, into the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the appropriation, that is, the anointing sacrifice and the satisfying offering of our sins, fulfilling God's requirement for justice against sin and placating His wrath. Beloved, if God so loved us in this incredible way, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time, but if we love one another with unselfish concern, God abides in us, and His love, the love that is His essence, abides in us and is completed and perfected in us. By this we know with confidence and assurance that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given to us His Holy Spirit. We who were with Him in person have seen and testify as I the that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses and acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. We have come to know by personal observation and experience and have believed with deep consistent faith the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides continually in him. And this union and fellowship with him, love is completed and perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the way, in the day of judgment, with assurance and boldness to face him. Because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. We love because He first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and hates, works against his Christian brother, he is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother whom he has seen, cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should also unselfishly love his brother and seek the best for him. Chapter 5, Overcoming the World Everyone who believes with a deep abiding trust in the fact that Jesus is the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, is born of God, that is, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for His purpose. And everyone who loves the Father also loves the child born of Him. By this we know without any doubt that we love the children of God, expressing that love when we love God and obeying His commandments. For the true love of God is this, that we habitually keep His commandments and remain focused on His precepts, and His commandments and His precepts are not difficult to obey. For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world. Our continued persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Who is the one who is victorious and overcomes the world? It is the one who believes and recognizes the fact that Jesus is the Son of God. This is He who came through water and blood, His baptism and death, Jesus Christ, not by the water only, but by the water and the blood. It is the Holy Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. He is the essence of origin of truth itself. For there are three witnesses, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three are in agreement. Their testimony is perfectly consistent. If we accept as we do the testimony of men—that that is, if we are willing to take the sworn statement of fallible humans as evidence, the testimony of God is greater, far more authoritative, for this is the testimony of God, that He has testified regarding His Son. The one who believes in the Son of God, who adheres to, trusts in, and relies confidently on Him, As Savior, has the testimony within himself because he can speak authoritatively about Christ from his own personal experience. The one who does not believe God in this way has made him out to be a liar because he has not believed in the evidence that God has given regarding his Son. And the testimony is this. God has given us eternal life. We already possess it, and this life is in His Son, resulting in our spiritual completeness and eternal companionship with Him. He who has the Son, by accepting Him as Lord and Savior, has the life that is eternal. He who does not have the Son of God, by personal faith, does not have the life. This is written that you may know. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, which represents all that Jesus Christ is and does, so that you will know with settled and absolute knowledge that you already have eternal life. This is the remarkable degree of confidence which we as believers are entitled to have before Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, that is consistent with His plan and purpose, He hears us. And if we know for a fact, as indeed we do, that He hears us and listens to us in whatever we ask, we also know this with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted, we have granted to us the request which we have asked from him. If anyone sees his brother committing a sin that does not lead to death, he will pray and ask on the believer's behalf, and God will, for him, give life to those whose sin is not leading to death. There is a sin that leads to death. I do not say that one should pray for this kind of sin, All wrongdoing is sin, and there is a sin that does not lead to death. One can repent of it and be forgiven. We know with confidence that anyone born of God does not habitually sin. But he, Jesus, who was born of God, carefully keeps and protects him. And the devil, one, does not touch him. The evil one does not touch him. We know for a fact that we are of God and the whole world around us lies in the power of the evil one, opposing God and his precepts. And we have seen and know by personal experience that the Son of God has actually come to this world and has given us understanding and insight so that we may progressively and personally know him who is true. And we are in Him who is true. And in His Son, Jesus Christ, who is true. This is the true God and eternal life. Little children, believers, dear ones, guard yourself from idols, false teaching, moral compromises, and anything that would take God's place in your hearts.